I'm usually a night owl. I'll go to sleep, you know, 2, 3 a.m. or something like that. And I'm usually up. Even if I'm 4 or 5, mm. I'm up by 9. Yeah. yeah. The latest. But I don't know what happened. Are you an IG scroller? I'm about to. Nah, you know what? I don't. You I know don't. what? I'm Hold either, on. if I'm up that late, if I'm not working on music, I'm either I'm either watching some Netflix shit or I'm reading. No, so. we, we go get the facts right now. Uh, everybody pull out their phones. Are we checking when he likes Screen something? time. Oh. We're checking screen time. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. We're putting you on saying, blast, you can't, you bro. Can't, you can't do screen time. The screen time calculates when exactly you were looking at? Yeah, and what apps you're at. Oh, okay. Wait, where, you, where you look at? Where you time? go to see screen time? Uh, okay. Go to settings. Okay. 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 And then under notifications, oh, screen times, here we go. there's screen time right there. Okay. All right. So where do you look at? Um, let's app do limits, um, downtime, app limits. Go to my, go to go, go to your Rel's phone. Mine says Michael's phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rel's phone. Do your situation. And then it'll say what your, uh, your category is most used. Productivity. Yeah. See? Oh, go to last seven days. It's now, already saying now, last seven days. Okay. Right? So last seven days, what is your per day? Hold on, where do you see last seven days at? Up here. Screen time, last seven days up here. Oh, okay. So we're, what are we saying? It says right there per day. How many? Three hours and 41 minutes per day. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I won't be on I'm, my phone I'm like really that. concerned about my life now. Uh, please tell me what yours says. <laughs> I'm waiting for Joe to figure it out. <laughs> per day? Yeah. Six hours. Yo, all right. Six hours, 34 minutes. Please tell me to hear Mickey's now. I'm at eight hours and 32 minutes Ooh, a day. We got to get Boy, you be on your phone. Hold on. You know what? I'm glad you said that. We're not done with the analysis. Most used. Most used is. Oh, yeah. Instagram. An hour, 10 minutes. For the week? That's got to be today. Daily average, two hours. No, go, go go back and then look at your seven days. Seven days? Yeah. 14 hours. Okay. 11. 14 hours, 29 minutes. Damn, I'm re- I got a problem. 11. 26 hours and 25 hours. No, you know, what the, you know how I justify this? Like, I do research on Instagram. Yeah, but I'm saying like, for bookings. Do. I mean, absolutely. Like, I, I just do more research than you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like follow girls <laughs> like that. This, Whoa, what are you this, trying to say? If, if well, I'm, just, moment, no, I'm justifying for myself. Like, this is why I do, this is why I'm on it so If there's long. ever a moment I text Mickey and he don't text me back, I'm like, yo, I know you on your phone, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, right? you ain't got hey, no time. Mickey's quick with the text back on me. I don't know about you. Nah, he is. I'm just saying if there's ever a moment. Nah, nah, nah. He definitely is. On my list, but whoever's that. listening, I don't text back. I mean, my fault. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? But hey, I'm 19 down from last week, so hey, that's what's up. I'm 11. As long as we're progressing, there's in life, some man. there's some progress. I'm, I'm 11. Yeah. yeah, and and I have a time limit, a daily time limit set on Facebook, 30 minutes. Real, that's like, hey, get it done. Yeah. Um, I really don't like Facebook anyway. Okay. Yeah. Don't really use it, but you know, 30 minutes. Don't get caught in the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then on Instagram, I do have a three-hour daily limit. Clearly, I ignore that um, some days. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm at two hours and five minutes, and it's only four o'clock. All right, well, let me ask you guys this. Clearly, Instagram is is an important thing for us, and some of us wear it on our sleeve. I remember when Twitter first started popping, I was, I was kind of going through the same pettiness. And I'm going to tell you right now, I can be petty on Instagram. Oh, my we followers, know. We know. Petty, right? we know. If you ain't following me, like, this is the way I see it. I'm here for business, right? My Instagram is here for is is for business, not not so much for personal. If I wasn't DJing, I if, if wouldn't I, have was, I wouldn't have any social media. Yeah, exactly. I'd just be living in the force. I agree with you 100. You know, percent You know, whatever. The way I see Instagram is, it's a business. All right. If 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 I'm connecting with a DJ or a situation, and I follow you, I would expect to follow back. You know, or if you say, hey, let's follow each other, like let's stay in touch. 
Okay, cool. And that's usually how it works. Yeah. The only time, and if I and I see that you you unfollow me, probably because you got a bot, you know. So in yeah, yeah. DJ's defense or whoever in their defense, their bots probably bounced you off. Cool. Unfollow. You get notified when people unfollow you. I have an app that tells me when people unfollow. Oh, you're that bad. Well, because I want to know who's unfollowing me. Wow. And who's following me. Why? <laughs> because I just I don't want to be following someone that's not giving that same energy back. Okay? Wow. Okay. We're here to grow. We're, I we're learning grow about you. you. Go ahead. No, we're, I, 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 hear, I hear what you're saying. Now, if wanna, that conversation is premeditated with you and an individual, whether it's a DJ or whoever you're networking with at the time, and you're like, hey, you know, what's your Instagram? Let's, you know what I'm saying? If that conversation is premeditated, and obviously you would, if I follow you, I would expect that follow. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying just off of GP, if someone told you, if I told you like, yo, this DJ is dope or whatever, and they don't know who you are, you happen just to follow them because you happen to become a new fan or anything like that, you expect a follow back? Um, I think, it, I, I, I mean, a soft answer, I think it depends on the situation. Um, if it, I feel like if I meet you, if I'm in per, if we're in person and we connect, I yeah. meet you, I'll probably follow you back. Okay, if I see like you're, you're grinding it out and all that, yeah, 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 I'll yeah, probably yeah. follow you. And if I don't follow you back, chances are I didn't see the follow because I'll look through on that app, I'll look through who followed me. And I'll be like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't know he was following me. And I'll go and follow him or her or whatever. Okay. Okay. But again, going back to my point, I want to support you and give you likes and comments and do whatever it is to help you grow. And you should give that in return, right? That's how it should be. We we grow with each other. But that's what I'm saying. If someone follows you and then they follow you, then you follow them back and then they unfollow you. Do you? Unfollow I'm not following. Them? Why would you I? Unfollow? I don't. I don't care to follow them. Like I'm not following. <laughs> David sounds like he's in a relationship with all his followers. They had that app, right? And no, now, it's you, not, that's you, the thing. It's a, it's the way I see it. It's a business. It's not a. It's it's a business relationship. Well, no. What what do you got to say about? It? Let's let's hear what you got to say. Quiet. I just spent two minutes liking all of Rel's photos. I haven't like trying to help his engagement out. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, you're right. So I, I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, go what ahead. You you're right. You know Please. what I'm saying? And, and, and this is in my particular scenario. It's a downfall for me because I can give a shit about Instagram. Like, and I don't interact okay. with I don't interact with people that I do care about or people I don't care about. You know what I mean? In general, like I don't interact with people on Instagram as often as I should. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I am getting better at that. So I get what you're saying. Like, if it's a business relationship and you feel like you should follow someone based off of a business relationship then you should follow them um but i'm not i don't think i'm gonna go out of my way to go unfollow them and why do not? it like, like why wouldn't you because what's the point like all right i mean what i'm saying is my original my initial reason for following somebody is to either su support okay. them to show support or i have an interest in what they're with their uh with their posting or what and they're my, saying, and my reason is cool. Let's support each other. No, I hear you. I hear like Mickey. Do you do you unfollow people? Mickey, you hold on. Mickey, Mickey doesn't even know who's following him or he's got twenty five, twenty six thousand followers, <laughs> and and I don't know. I like I, I've never had that many followers, so I can't. Yeah, really we speak can't. Up, yeah, wanna, we can't. So we gotta ask let you. people know like this. This is a whole different situation than what me and Rel and I are going through. I feel attacked. Um. <laughs> don't be PC, baby. Yeah. Don't be PC. <laughs> No, I don't I don't follow I don't unfollow people. Okay, so I used to be on the same boat with Danger where I did have an app that would tell me who's not following me. And I would react based on those things. Then I realized it's really not that important for me. 
um, and I let it go because it was taking time and it was taking um, too much overthinking of the situation. Like if we work together, we work together. If we don't, we don't. I think what's more most important with me was, um, I don't know. I stopped caring kind of about like if I follow them and they don't follow me back, it, especially if like I, I knew them on a one-on-one basis. Now, um, what I've learned to do in that situation is I honestly mute everybody. I mute damn near a lot of people that I, I for sure 50% of the people I follow, I have muted. Why do you mute them? To not see their content. So why just um, why not just, just unfollow? I, I don't mute anybody. Yeah, if I don't want to see your shit. I just unfollow follow you. Yeah, because of that, that level that it sparks a level of pettiness. Some people you're gonna work with. Some people you're friends with. Like realistically, so, so wait, so wait, there's people wait, that you keep. He's attacking me. He's attacking me. Like, okay, so attacking wait, me. So like, like uh, you mute people. So you're like, listen, I don't want unfollow them because I don't want them to think. Whatever no, it is, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, let me, let me, let me help clarify something. Okay. Right? So, first of all, I'm a single man, <laughs> right? And I go out, and there's girls I follow that are um, acquaintances, people I'd like to invite out to come to my events. Not necessarily somebody I'm who I'm trying to go out with or sleep with yeah, or anything yeah, like absolutely. that. No interest in that level. But I gotta, I gotta keep. You know the balance of who I bring to the shows or whatever the events. Real quick, let well, me finish. No, no, no. I, I want to understand thought. something. When you, because I've never done this. When you mute someone, they can still see your post. Yeah, or? yeah. You okay. just can't okay. see this. So, got it. So sometimes they're gonna post shit that I'm honestly, if I'm scrolling at dinner or somewhere and I'm hanging out, and there's a girl that's gonna be half naked. It's a pretty looking girl. Mm. Like I don't want that scroll coming down my timeline. Like while I'm at somewhere where I, it might be inappropriate. World Star for sure does that, you know, yeah. unwantedly. And so there's times where like, yeah, I'll mute that girl, but I keep that that contact with that person. Same thing with certain friends. They put up memes. Some of them are crazy. Like some people be putting up some crazy shit that you're just like, damn, I didn't really want to see that. And they'll do that consistently. But in real life, they're someone I mess with they're a friend or whatever an acquaintance and someone that you're, you're or someone who shops at the store i don't know like someone it could be that any, you're somewhat you're, you're basically like you said you're an associate with them or something yeah, like that i still want to keep the line of communication open and not make them feel some type of way if i had somebody come into the store and spend thousands of dollars and then they're a friend or they're an athlete or whatever the case may be but the content that they choose to put out is something that either is either it could be arrogant it could be yeah um, no i hear what you're you know saying what I mean? like, why not why not just use yeah. the, why not use that or connect with or communicate with that person through other source like text message or email or something like that when you because them, people really get in their feelings about following but it's and that's, sure, the, and, sure. and that's the crazy thing about it so it's like now you you in a scenario are forced to to walk on eggshells or operate out of a, a, a way that you necessarily don't want to operate Bro, one based off of based off of how sensitive people are no it's one button you know what i'm saying like I mean, it's one button. No, I hear what you're saying. The same effort it takes to unfollow somebody is the effort that you're going to take to mute somebody. And I'm not saying, like, there's a lot of situations, but no disrespect, there's a lot of people who put out shit content. Absolutely. And it's shit shit that I don't really care to see all the time. And so I'll mute it just because it's there, and it's, it's honestly, it's just easier. Like then to have then to unfollow somebody, have them feeling their feelings, like not want to talk to you, try to figure it out. Like I had a situation. Okay, I'm gonna be real transparent. <laughs> I had a situation where people were doing those like pyramid scams of like 
you give me $150, you get a slot, you get $150, you get yeah, a slot, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. fill it up, and then at the eighth fucking person, everybody gets paid. Yeah, right? I've, seen, I've seen those. Some real scammer shit, right? And so I really observed and watched people who I genuinely fuck with do this shit, and I reached out, and I said, and this is the difference, I reached out and said, yo, you're fucking somebody over. It, not, it might not be you. It might not be your friend. But somebody in the end is going to get burned and you're a part of it. And yeah. you're at the top of it. As your friend, I'm telling you, stop that shit and give them their money back and get the fuck off of this thing. Yeah. And then if not, like, no disrespect. I'm just letting you as a friend, like, I can't fuck with that energy. So just know that. And some of them laughed it off. Some of them are like, I already made $2,500. I'm like, bro, like, I get it. I know how oh, the money is garbage. made. But I, those people, I unfollowed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's people in there who were very close to me. People who I I could have gone to church with. People I've had personal conversations with. All, you could name them all. All the characteristics are there. In that case, I unfollowed everybody. Because I said something and it was there. If you could either be cool with it or not be cool with it. I get a lot of people who who are like, hey, yo, so it's good. We linked up. Like, can you follow me now? And like, are, are, yo, like, follow me. That's awkward. And to be honest, those people who ask, I do the most to never you never follow, follow them. them. Yeah. Exactly. Do you so ever have awkward. someone that will follow you and then you didn't follow them right away and then they will unfollow you and then follow you back? Yeah. 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 So to give you guys an example, if you got a relative and they're not like super like, social media savvy on like mannerisms and just general like <laughs> right, 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 right. like being Guilty. courteous yeah. right of of situations and you know they still pull up to the to the christmas dinner and you know they give you a nice gift like a little you know starbucks gift card super essential to my life yeah, style you know what i'm saying and um and you don't want to be rude you know that's a good time to like not necessarily unfollow to not have to unfollow them you could just mute their content and maybe they're not posting on their timeline or on their timeline it's different from their story, right? That stuff happens as well. You don't have to mute both. You can actually select to mute just stories and yeah. just timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you what you want to see. I think I get in a space sometimes where I just want to absorb positive energy. Absolutely. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go and mute some of the media outlets that will start rumors or say whatever or – you know, again, world star or um, uh, hood funny vids will go and post this random porn star <laughs> at 10 p.m. out of nowhere. And you're just like, oh, God, why is this here? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, in those situations, I think it's beneficial to, to be able to use that tool. I see what you're saying. I see what I, you're I, saying. You know, I, I, I get that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no, 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 but uh, it's just. You know, I haven't come across that type of situation where I got family members mm-hmm. or people I'm really close to who are posting way out shit. So, yeah, that's something I will consider yeah. doing. But in the meantime, no, okay. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, you know, it, it you, you handle things your way. We, you know, you handle things your way, yeah. handle things my way. Yeah. I just think, it, I don't know. I, I guess this is probably me reading too much into it. Like, if you go to the points of mute, muting someone as opposed to unfollowing them, does it come off as being inauthentic? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, it's almost like, okay, I want you to feel, I want you to assume that I'm following you 
right? But um, I got you mute. I don't. But see I have no interest. In I have no what, interest in seeing posting. you seeing. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? this like, is who you are, and I have no interest in what, you're what you got going on. But I want to show that I still support because you still think that I follow you, or I mean, technically, I do follow that's, you. But, but that's I. I but I, it, just to play devil's advocate, that's that's life. Like, there's people out there you don't, you just don't fuck with what they believe in or what they're absolutely, saying. Absolutely, but you're cool with them. Yeah. See, I have no problem being in the same space with someone I just unfollow. Like, I don't think it needs to be that. Like, it's just Instagram. That's what yeah, that's I, did, I didn't theory. cut you out of my life. Yeah, and that's we ended my theory. Up, yeah. And we ended up, you know, in the same room together. Like, it's just Instagram. It's just, it's just, I'd lie to you if I said that going into somebody's profile and they're like, yeah, like let's link up, whatever, whatever. Like, are you gonna take the first step or not? <laughs> right? <laughs> you mean, no, no. You you take the first step, and if like these three, motherfuckers four days is paying shit, like, this, this motherfucker no, no, no. hasn't. All right, ask that motherfucker because no, nah, I mean it ain't that big of a deal, bro. Like, if you go into a situation, let's call the situation Instagram, and my goal when it comes to following is to grow with whoever is following me back. In in this situation, it's a DJ. We're in it and, and we and we're we're agree or however it works out, we connect and whether we say we're gonna follow each other or not, we end up following each other. Cool. Great. Let's keep it moving. Let's like each other's posts. Let's, you know, whatever, synergy, all that. And you unfollow me, cool. I'm gonna unfollow you. We'll keep it moving. Like it I don't have to be in my I don't like that's what you expect someone that's how you expect someone to react man fuck this motherfucker he just don't follow me this is some bullshit i ain't with it You're like but that's what that, they would perceive it as though that's how they put it. I, that's not that has nothing to do with me how they want to react has nothing to do with me yeah. their perception has nothing to do it's none of my business what they're going through in life and why they act the way they do because some shit happened when they were a child you know what i'm saying <laughs> wow. you know what i'm saying i'm saying Oh man. Anyway, look, this is Instagram shit is petty and yeah, it's a long it's, conversation, but Yeah. But yeah. I want to stay on this wave of pettiness. Oh god. And um get in some agency talk. <laughs> and pettiness uh, and agencies. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, you know, and and and, and you know, I, I think the DJs aren't the petty ones here. I think I think yeah. it's the agencies, the agencies. that are the petty, I agree with petty you. individuals. So so let let me just give you my background for those that don't know. I've been with three agencies. Uh, what's the name of the first one? Mood Swing. Mood Swing <laughs> who's not around anymore. Um, but but shout out to uh, shout out to Ricky, who I still fuck with. He he's got his own um, situation with Korean Group, and uh, we still talk on different levels. Um, and I didn't I didn't like how that situation ended. I didn't like how they were doing me again. It had nothing to do with Ricky. It was just the agents that were handling me. Yep. And then I got with Sleeping Giant, mm-hmm. yep. who I bounced after ten months. Cause I wasn't feeling what was going on over there. Mm-hmm. And then I got with white label, which was, and I, and we parted ways, uh, about a year and a half ago. And I didn't like what was going on there. How long were you with them? I was with sleeping giant for like a year and four months. And, uh, but end no. of the day, you said sleeping giant was 10 months. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. White label. Thank you. I was with white label for about a Been year drinking, and four months. Right. <laughs> but, um, but end of the day, and I'm gonna kick it off with this. I signed up for this shit. Yeah, I signed the contract, the dotted line, to to have this um, situation, to have this deal. Yeah, and and I'm gonna say that the traditional twenty percent of all your bookings is the biggest BS in the world from agencies. Regardless if it's gigs that they gotten you or you got if, on your own. So here's the thing, and I, I'm 
in in the pilot we we did mention an, an agency that does this and I won't mention them cuz I don't want to put their business out there but there are a couple agencies that will only take 20% of what they bring you yeah which okay? is shit, how which it, which is amazing cuz let's let's be. do some simple math yeah okay let's say you make 1000 a week off one booking mm-hmm. you make 1000 a week 4 weeks that's 4000 right yep okay they take 20% of 4000 what's 20% 800 yeah 800 math mike Mike Math says 800. All <laughs> right, math. so that's 3200 out of your pocket. Let's say they didn't get you any of those bookings. That's 3200. That's the 800 out of your pocket. 800. Yeah, 800 yeah. out of my pocket. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 800 out of my pocket to the agency. Right. Let's say they didn't get you any of those bookings. That's still 800 out of your pocket. Okay, and we live in a we live in an era 2019 where the DJ is hustling his ass off. Yep. The DJs on the agencies have to hustle their ass off. Yeah. There's if you take all the DJs in the country, there might be one, two percent that don't need to lift a finger and the bookings come through the agencies yeah. and they get booked. And some and there's a few of them that aren't a part of the agencies and the bookings just come. Mm-hmm. I still have to I still have to go out and get my bookings. I still okay? have to go out and get my bookings. All right. And and I'm not a part of any agencies right now. So I think it's the biggest crock of shit when an agency's taking 20% of what you've been hustling. Now, here's the thing. Preach, where, where DJs Preach. fuck up, this is where we fuck up going to an agency. We want to be a part of something. It's our dream to be a part of an agency. We see guys getting booked like, man, that could be me. It's like being that part of a game. Me. That could be me getting booked. I could be doing that spot. I can be a part of this little family situation they have over there. That's, where they, that's what they sell you on. They don't even need to sell you. That's just what you see. And then you think, okay, this is what they can get me. Um, yeah, I'm down. You can take 20% what I want because I see you, you got Vegas on lock. Yeah. You got Atlantic City on lock. You, you got guys in Chicago and whatnot. So you want to play the game. Okay. But that doesn't, but if they're not getting your bookings, then what, why are you a part of the situation? Exactly. You know, why are you putting yourself in that position? The DJs, I mean, the agencies have the ball in their court going into any conversation with the new DJ. Yeah. And they know they are rotating DJs in and out every year because the DJ they pick up a year or so from now will say, this ain't working out for me. And the agency will say, okay, cool. Thanks for your money. We're going to keep it moving and get the next guy. Yeah. I'm not even going to say like the next, like no disrespect. I'm not going to say like the next sucker or anything like that. Yeah. But they're going to look for the next guy because they have to fill the void. When mm-hmm. left, they need to fill the void. No disrespect to those guys that got picked up on Obviously, they're doing something right. They're killing their scene. They're killing their bookings. Mm-hmm. So it's an honor to be a part of such a big uh, agency. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do that in hopes the agency provides. Yeah. But if the agency doesn't provide, you gotta understand your role from jump. We just lost a lot of money losing. So we're hoping to make some of that off of you and ten other guys. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta understand what you're getting into again. I knew what I was getting into when one of the agency was taking 20% of all my red food bookings. Yeah. And the math after that was like $10,000 after a year yeah. or 14, uh, 16 months, yeah, yeah, whatever. So you got to understand what you're getting into when you get into these agencies. On the flip side, I'm going to let y'all get involved. Go ahead and jump <laughs> in when you're ready. But on the flip side, you have to have your shit together. together. Absolutely. Okay, so... Let me take it back to Moose Wing because there's a lot of guys that are just joining agency for the first time. My situation with Moose Wing was I became Party Rock and the manager at the time, my manager at the time, Ian Fletcher, shout mm-hmm. out to him. He said, 
I'm gonna put you on party rock and put you on mood swing. Cool. Just like that, it worked out. Yep. I knew my role in mood swing. I was probably at the bottom of the barrels in East Coast agency. There was like me and one other guy from, from LA, Australia. you know, on, on that roster. And they they got me like a small handful of bookings within the year. And I still wanted more. I hit them up. We had I like like basically shouting in emails, you know, whoever, you know, whatever I think I, I thought I had to do to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Cool. Year was up, kept them moving. Went to Sleeping Giant. I didn't like the fact that they were taking a cut from what I had. And what I had wasn't much. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything with Foo. And they're taking a cut uh, of everything I had. And it did not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'm done here. Ten months later, I go to White Label. The guy running White Label, he he has like eight DJs. I'm thinking, okay, this might work because you have eight DJs. You don't have 20, 30 DJs on your roster. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm gonna roll with this, and just 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 because he's kicking this label off, and I and I want him to feel inspired, I'm gonna give him a cut of Red Foo's shows. And Red Foo and I were doing a lot at that time. So you chose to give him a cut. I chose to give him that. He didn't cut. ask you for one. No, he 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 asked me. Said, "Look, this is the only way it's gonna work." And he had his reasons. And I bit my tongue. I'm like, "Fuck, man!" Even I though really you because you've been in that situation and prior, uh, you've been in that same scenario and prior situation. Sleeping Giant didn't take a cut from Red Foo's bookings, which which really wasn't like there was two bookings do that that whole oh, okay, ten okay. months. Got gotcha. you. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna play this game, and I want him to feel inspired to get bookings. You know, just to like keep it moving and. And whatever, and I had my reasons to justify it. Mm-hmm. He had his reasons to move forward with me. So I said, "All right, let's do that." The amount of bookings I got on one hand—I mean, I can't even count. Like, oh, I mean, I, I can, I can. Like, there was like from him that had nothing to do with my connections, like three or four. Okay, and, and at the end of the day, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on anyone here. At the end of the day, this is what happened, and this is what happens. And I'm just really trying to educate the DJs before they join something. I want them to know what they're really getting into okay now let's take it back to having my shit together mm-hmm. with sleeping giant in their defense i didn't have my shit together the way i should but they I didn't tell you you didn't have your shit together right? well they they didn't tell me until later on and the way i see it is if you're gonna if you think i'm good enough to be a part of your roster if you think you can pitch me for because i have the lmfao brand the party rock brand refu la dj whatever it is if you if you're gonna put me on, then I must be good enough. Yeah, I must be exactly. doing something right, exactly. and you feel confident, or you're trying to take my money. Yeah. I'm not accusing them of that, but there there's different ways of looking at it. Okay, so I I would talk to the agent every week. I'm like, yo, why aren't we getting anything? First of all, I gave you my whole list, and again, I do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been I've been I, I I do a really good job of creating my own bookings. Mm-hmm. Or, or or creating my network of bookings, yeah. okay, and connections. And I felt, always felt like I just need that agency to really get me over the top. Because sometimes when you're part of a system, it works out well, which is, I think, why a lot of guys join S- and some of these other agencies. So I'm expecting them to reach out to these. I hit up like three or four people, my people that are uh, my booker friends. No, we haven't heard from them. And it's like, okay, well, wh- what are you guys doing? Okay, so then I talked to the agent and he's like, you know, maybe if you, you if you got a video or or you had like a better this and a better that, that takes time. Yeah, that takes time to get that shit together. Had I known prior, because I'm not thinking this, and I should have been, but I'm not thinking this going into it. I should have had my shit together like that. I'm thinking I can just go in there and you guys got me. Yeah, because you guys claim you can. 
So uh, moving forward, why don't agencies do this? Why don't they say, hey, Danger Zone, we are interested in you. This is what we're going to do. We think you can be an asset to what we're doing here and we can all make money. I'm going to reach out. I, as in the agency, I'm going to reach out to my main bookers or just bookers in general and say, I'm thinking about putting this Danger Zone guide on. Has a history with LMFAO. Does a Mickey D show. They get all these streams, globalization, all these things. LA guy has these residencies. Mm -hmm. Would you be interested? Just just an interest in putting him on. Not asking you to do it right now, but would you be? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. If they're all no's, hey, danger zone. I talked to some of our biggest bookers, some of our bigger bookers. It's not going to work out. None of these guys are interested. It's going to be a pain in the butt. And on top of that, they're going to pitch me with five other guys. I'm, I find out from a friend, uh, a friend later on. Yeah, they, put, they asked me if, they, if I can book you and, and, or to choose between you and four other guys. Now I'm battling not only with other rosters and other DJs just in general. Yeah. I'm battling with the guys within my clique, within the crew. I mean, it's not even – that's why I only really see it as a family thing. Um, so now I'm battling with these guys just to get a spot. And another thing I don't like – is let's say I went to Tokyo. I got a booking in Tokyo, and I did the uh, uh, in before the booking went off. Before it went off, I'm sitting with the booker who's a good friend, and he says, "Yo, so and so is hitting me up about their main guy, about getting their main guy in, mm-hmm. uh, getting him a booking." And I'm just like, "That's cool, as long as they're getting me his bookings. Yeah, as long as they're you know like he's doing. I know what he does. So if you're gonna take my connection and do that, let's help each other out." Line me up with one of his bookings. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the case. Mm. So I have a lot of issues with the way agencies are ran and because they like to stick to the traditional way. That's why I think it's a big scam. It's a big scheme because they know, they know you want to be a part of something. You want to say, I got, I'm going to Vegas because I'm with this agency. And that's not always, that's not always the case. If an agency is talking to me about, look, we will take 20% of what we bring. Everything you create, we don't touch. Yeah. I'm in. Where do I sign? Isn't that how it should be? Well, that, that's it, it, it. There's different ways of looking at it. You're, you're, you, when you're talking about when you're talking about William Morris and all these big agencies like yeah. Circle that are getting twenty, thirty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar bookings. Mm-hmm. Cool. I guarantee you, I'm not out looking for bookings if I'm making twenty k a set. Yeah. You know, so the bookings come you or you create them. You know, take a cut. Take your 20, probably, it's probably 10% at that point because there's so much. Take your cut. That's a whole different conversation. DJ agencies want to live by what that standard is and because they, they, they got to survive. They got bills to pay. They got agents to pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like it, it may be cynical or however you want to see it, but that's the reality of what's happened in the past for me. And just talking to guys, yeah. this is what happens. I guarantee you, 90% of the DJs on some of these rosters are not happy and they will bitch and complain about their agencies not doing anything, but they're afraid to be on, on their own hmm. because they rather run the yeah. risk. They rather give up their cut uh, to the agent and, and just hopefully something happens. I've been in that boat. Yeah. Only, you know, maybe something will come. Just be patient. Just be patient. But to bring up your point, isn't the purpose of an agency you, your suggestion was have the agent reach out to their connects and ask if they would be interested in booking such and such. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and isn't isn't the purpose of the agency because they have the relationship with those particular venues, managers, owners, or whatever, that 
listen, you know I'm an agency. You know if I if I'm gonna bring a guy to your to your event to your venue, he's going to execute properly. He's going to to fit whatever the criteria of your spot is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just gonna send you someone just to be sending you someone. Isn't that the point of an agency building that relationship? So for it, so I guess that's my question is that's the point of them, right? Like to take you from a spot where you're to elevate. Now you, as an, as an individual DJ, you're supposed to have your shit together. Right. Right. And like you said, if I didn't, if you didn't have your shit together, why did the late, why did the agency even take you on? Right. And that's why you can, there's an argument of, well, they're trying to get a cut of what you got uh, until the next guy comes around or they, they they do, they are, uh, they are optimistic and they say, you know, maybe this might work. Okay, maybe this might work, but why don't we do this? Prove to me that you can make this work. I'll put you on a six, eight-month trial yeah. of you getting only getting a cut of what I bring to the table and I keep whatever I bring to the table. If you can prove to me in eight months, because they always give the excuse of, well, the winter time's coming around and, you know, the bookings it's are slow. slow and like, blah, blah, blah. It, like yeah, okay, yeah. if that's the case from September to... March, March, there ain't shit going on if that's the case because that's a slow season for a lot of clubs. Yeah. Okay, it's the end of summer, it's Christmas, it's the beginning of the year. That's slow for a lot of clubs. So why, uh, and, and this is all about how creative, like you can be as creative as you want as a DJ going in there with the ball in your court, but you got to get the ball in your court. So I tell agency, you can prove to me you can get the shit done within eight months. You can have a cut of everything I bring to the table because yeah. you've earned, you've shown, you've proven that you really believe in this. But if we're just going to say, no, I think we can do something with you. I think, you know, you know, if you just want to be optimistic in that regard, I appreciate that. But tell me, but, but I need to see it. I need to see that you care. I know if gets behind a DJ, mm -hmm. that DJ is booked. Yeah. That's the ultimate sign, yeah. uh, co-sign for his DJ. Based off of his relationships. That Based he has off been. his relationships. And you want to keep that, the main dude happy. So you're going to do that. Now here, I might fuck you up with this. If you go to Circle Agency, mm -hmm. I talked to a, a producer, big name, young producer. I was talking to him about before he joined Circle. Mm -hmm. He said, I said, yo, you just ran through Winter Music Conference killing it. Like, what's the next step? You're, you're, you're like, you're the, you're the thing. You're the hot DJ right now. What, what are you going to do? He's like, well, I've been talking to Circle Agency, but I'm not talking to the right guy. I'm like, what do you mean? You're not talking, you're it's Circle. They're like the biggest, you know, EDM agency, whatever. He's like, well the guy to talk to isn't interested yet because that guy has, he has the best relationships for all these bookers in the festivals and the clubs. That's the guy I want to talk to because the other guys, yeah, they're circle, but they don't have those relationships yet. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, and, and again, you can say, well, that's, you know, that's William Morris, that's circle. Okay. Let's take it down a notch to our level. Uh, going back to my Sujit example, mm -hmm. if Sujit vouches for you, then chances are, and we, I've seen it. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, Stooge vouch for guys, and guys take off. Yeah. But when Stooge steps, steps away, the bookings aren't as hot as it used to be. Regardless of the caliber of DJ that that DJ is, you're saying if backs that DJ up, it could be a brand new DJ that even half the agency probably doesn't even, hasn't heard of, but if backs him up, he's taking, he or she is taking off. Yeah, because it's, it's, he's the main guy from the situation. There's a couple other DJs on the handful of DJs on that had this one agent handling their bookings. Yeah. And everyone knew this agent. Everyone knew how dope she was, how she was connected. And 
she got these guys. They're also they also do their thing, um, social media wise and skill wise. But everyone wanted to be under her because she had the connections. Mm. So that's how significant it is to have the right person, even within the agency, representing you. So, Mickey, any thoughts? Anything that you've seen? <laughs> I heard a real small violin playing when you were talking. Because uh-huh. <laughs> of all the complaining and whining. It's, it's, it's not complaining if you're... But, look, like, I, get, no, look, look, look. Day, I, I definitely let you say what you had to say. Now, let me, let okay, me, let me give you a little perspective, okay? So, definitely, you know, we've had this conversation multiple times. And I think part of it has to do with... The timing, not only with the agency, but the timing within your skill set, your branding, what you've had, mm-hmm. what you've put together. And I say this respectfully because we're all friends. Your brand and your skill set and the content and your your original tracks have all come together more in the last six months than they have probably your whole career. Fact. Okay. And the real shift in your brand was when you joined party rock. And mm-hmm. so I, again, you covered that mood swing had that to, to use in parlay, right. but they only used you as a sprinkles versus the actual plate, right. Or the dessert. If right. You but, and I also understand, again, I understood Which you my made role. very clear that that's right. where I wanted your more, role but was. I knew what, where I was. Right. Back. So going into sleeping giant, you probably is your first time you left kind of the coop, the party rock coop. And you've had, you had to do things on your own and and maybe they just didn't see your vision and i think that's where the misconception comes because and i'm not here to like defend either or as a right decision i think ultimately if you are busy enough at a certain level it makes sense to have management because sure. as a dj you know with all due respect i i'm sure 80% of djs and i'm going to go ahead and say that's a safe bet do absolutely fucking nothing during the day like right. yeah. they literally, literally just live to put their sets together sometime around dinner <laughs> and, right. and, and then go do their sets on the weekends. And that's about it. But what are you doing from the, you know, all right, if you get home at three, four o'clock in the morning, you, even if you got a full eight hours of sleep, you're up by noon. What are you doing from noon till right. 10 PM when you got to be at the club? So, I think that really comes down to like ambition and, and goals and things you want to accomplish from there. So what all I'm saying is, and and this comes from also at one point, you know, I, I had a hand and ownership and vision for a management group myself. And I don't really recall how we structured it. I definitely understand that um, taking a percentage of what you provide is the best way to approach it in, in regards to what's fair. But I also think that at the end of the day, like it's a business. And if you expect somebody to really go all out on you and your team and the, the people around, like it, they have to number one, be doing it full time. You can't have somebody who's doing it part time because at that point there's somebody, there's some other income that's affecting their livelihood that will change between them still being at the apartment they're renting or not, or making a car payment on time or not. And so when the livelihood is in, in a factor in their job, like if I took you on as a manager and that was my full-time job, I got to get you gigs. There's no other fucking choice. Now, if, if it's just a side hustle, well, it's like, ah, like 
I got danger one. He should be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus it's it's just two different perspectives. And I think some people and a lot of people in this industry in general are going to have different hustles. Like it's not going to be their only hustle. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, and we have to just take, also take a step back and look that there is a difference between a booking agent and a manager, a manager's here to execute a vision and what you bring to them to say, all right, how can I raise my brand? How can I bring awareness of my brand? Because it's not about you. It's about your brand. Right, the networking side. Yeah, you could go pull up to a uh, a venue to go support a, a a guy that you think you're in the same category as, and just go check out their their set. I've been in situations where I just go. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I would love to go check out that club. I'm just gonna go kick it with you, and boom. Oh, who's that dude you're with? Oh, he's another DJ, and that's how it connects. And then there's a booking agent who's strictly out there looking for to get you gigs and get you work. And there's a difference. And I think if you're gonna sign up for something like that number one you you know what you signed up for because it's in the contract that's number one number two like it's a business like i i wouldn't expect this person if if they didn't get me work and but i see the the actual work happening like they have to live off of something you know i mean that's just what it is they have to operate a business and so do you if 20 percent of what you're doing is affecting everything else then you know, that's one of those things where you have to just analyze the situation. And I, again, I think ultimately if, and this is maybe a, a, it's, it's a reach, but if having somebody take 20% of your income used as an investment to your future is too much money to be taken from there, then you're not ready for an agent. I think no, yeah, both parties don't be with an agency. Yeah, That's what I'm both parties need to like, both like, parties need to take responsibility to a certain extent because, like you're saying, if you are, if if someone someone has to both. So, for example, an agency. If you're going to approach an agency and be like, "I want to, you know, join this agency," that DJ has to do their research about that agency. Like you're saying, if yeah. they if the person if the agent that's taking you on, if that's a side hustle or if that's their main thing. Like the DJ needs to know about that. Like, all right, is this, am I going to be a priority for this person? How much effort is this person going to put into, you know, booking, getting me bookings, you know, what you call it? Yeah, but, but how much discipline do you have to decline that if they're saying you're not the priority? Well, what I'm saying is you have to be able to walk away from that. That's what I'm saying. Right. You have to, you have to have the mindset to be like that. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I respect that. And I have to walk away because that's not going to be good enough for me. Right. But at the same time, the agency has to how many times will agency actually decline well, a, a DJ? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, you know what I'm saying? So I, what I'm saying is the agency also has to do their homework and being like, okay, this DJ is not polished enough for us to take on right. and be able to get them bookings. What they would, what they feel is uh, um, valuable to to them enough that is valuable to them. Joe, if you could correct this, I'm gonna go ahead and say that they do say that, but they don't say it that way. It's not what they. It's not what they do say; it's what they don't say, right? So, if did they did anybody approach you and say we're going to make you one of our top guys? No, that's their pitch. No, no, nobody gives you that pitch, right? No, they they're they're obviously optimistic, good energy, and I've seen this with Foo too. I, I was managing Red Foo's bookings, and again on a, on a higher scale, I understand that, but I've seen them gas him up in person and on phone over meetings. We love your music. Well, we we're so we're so. Looking forward to it, and shit comes of it. 
Yeah. Um, so you're going to get that off the bat. You're going to feel that because they want you for whatever reason. Again, it could be because you're the, because you're a temporary, you're just there to fill the void or, or be, maybe they really do see something in you, but you're going to, you're going to get nice, kind words. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't go into any of these situations asking me the dude or expecting it. I expected them to work and, and be creative with me and getting me booked. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's hard to work into that scenario, it, to walk into that scenario. And like you said, you, like you, you even said it, both of you guys said it, like you signed up for it, yeah. right? But it's easy for a DJ That's, to walk into a room and get all the smoke blown up their ass and for them to walk away from that. Yeah. And and that's the thing. That's why I'm not. I don't see this as a complaint. If, if I'm I'm trying to you know be more informative because I I did I admit it. I signed up for it and this is what I went through. And I wouldn't replace it with anything. It was a a great learning experience. But to go back to your um, livelihood about this, the agents live off your cut and and all that. So that's and and I respect that. If you got nothing, if you're not doing anything but running this agency. I respect that. You got to live off this cut. And who are the two agencies? I can't say their names, but the two agencies I mentioned earlier that don't take a cut of what you, of what you um, uh, bring to the table, uh-huh. those two agencies have other hustles that are putting food on the table as well. So they're not living off you. So as a DJ going into that, I'm going to say they're not looking to make uh, they're not they're not going to be looking to make money off of everything I do because they're getting money from other places and I know they can be and, or they are focused enough to get me booked to still work even though they have this other hustle going on so I I know going into it I have an advantage because they're finding other ways to make money and they're not living off of the shit that I'm bringing to the table. No, exactly. Just, I, I, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, it's the same. Exactly. It just brings me to our point about both parties doing their research on one another. You know what I mean? The DJ doing research on the agency and vice versa. The agency doing their research on the DJ before anyone sits down and signs any type of paper. If you approach... So let me ask you this. In those three uh, scenarios, right? I know I know with Moose Wing, uh, it was Ian the one that was like, I want to put you on the agency. So yeah. it's basically you going to... The agency yeah. with the other two, did you approach the agency saying, I, you know, I'm interested in being a part of you guys or vice versa? Did the agency come to one, you? One agency, I reached out to a friend who was on the agency mm-hmm. and two friends vouched for me. Yeah. So, so there was that. And then the other agency, a friend was trying to get me put on. Got you. So the agency basically came to you in a sense. Yeah. Like they and and put we, you we had to wait a while because of conflict with the previous agency or mm-hmm. the other agencies that have been involved. And, and then we made it work. So, but, but at the same time, I was still interested yeah, 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 in being a part of well, I'm, I'm not saying you say, experienced like, both. I had no interest you, and I'm you, experienced, cool. you experienced both. Like you wanting to be a part of the agency and then an agency wanting you to be a part of right. that. I was just going to say that it's unfair to say that that's the most successful um, approach because unless you experienced it, Right. And and I know Wait, that what other, do you mean by I'm talking what, about the agency situation? that doesn't the agency that doesn't take from your from what they don't bring. Okay. Because they okay. got a side hustle. Because of the side hustle, right? Like I, I, I understand your view on that. I would counter and say that it's you can't really say that because number one, you haven't worked with them. And number two and I respect them and I, I love right. I have a lot of love for them as for well. For sure, for know? sure. And they would be a group that I would even consider working with, if you will. Uh-huh. But um you can't say that because um, you don't know the effort that comes with someone who does have a side hustle. Is what I'm saying. It's a different kind of effort, regardless of 
what's going on. If you're producing or you're DJing or you're running a store, it's all different kinds of energy. Yeah. And unless that person is trained to withhold or or a slot time a week, you know, towards that energy or wanting to put you on, because that, it's not like that roster is small either. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not like they're they're looking to just bring someone in. So it's one of those things where it's like you can make the point like, okay, do you want somebody who does this as a side thing, or do you want somebody that does this as a full time thing? And and I think ultimately, you know, it just really depends on your goals because the real, the other kind of untouched topic uh, about this whole conversation is the goal isn't to just get you more gigs like it's the nationally. It's to be able to get you in a door that you wouldn't be able to get yourself into yourself. No, that, that's an incredible point. And I'm talking to someone involved with an agency now who wants me to be on the agency. And I told them, this after is... After they this conversation. What's that? <laughs> Not after they hear this conversation. <laughs> but, but I told them, this is what I want. And like I have the grand in Boston. I have Tau Group Vegas. I have about to have memoir. I'm about to do my first show with them. And shrine. I, yeah, Shrine. I have these situations... I don't, I don't like, and, and I, I'm going to keep doing those things. But if I join any agency, there's no point in me joining if you're not going to help me grow. If you don't see the value in, in helping me grow, and if you don't see me as an opportunity to do, to do something bigger for yourself, for the agency and myself, then this doesn't make any sense. But that comes with the meeting and a discussion of sure. what that means to you, because a Joe Schmo, no, not talking about you, <laughs> but uh, someone could be one. Could, their version of that is more gigs, right? Sure. To me, it wouldn't be about more gigs, right? It'd be about the value and the quality of gigs. Of the gigs, exactly. It wouldn't you know be I mean? about it's and see and see. Well, here's the thing: if this this agency that I'm talking to now, if I know they have all these spots on lock, I can I I I can think. To myself, what makes sense to me is if I join them and they have some big spots on lock, I can grow. I can run that risk. Again, it's always a roll of the dice when you get involved with these agencies. Yep. But I can roll. I can shoot and see and and run, roll the dice and see and see if, if they'll um, satisfy what I'm looking for. Because, again, to your point, I don't, you know, you want to grow if you're going to or, you know, chance, chances are you want to grow. You don't want to just do regular gigs. You want to do bigger gigs or gigs you haven't touched yet mm-hmm. so it's a roll of the dice working with these people but you know it it's it might be worth look ultimately i'm trying to work less get paid more sorry yeah. that's what it is talk to him so i'm not look i don't care to be working three times a week get right. paid 500 dollars a gig sorry yeah that's yeah. not my goal yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm trying to get paid whatever i gotta get paid and but not you're also have, in a unique situation where you don't rely on the money for your a hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. And that could be somebody else's goal, though. Because somebody else's sure. goal could because be like it's depend. But I think anybody's goal is to work less, get paid more. more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you want that quality gig. And in my in the again, this is obviously my view because of my situation. But like, I've could have I've could have taken, fuck, thirty different gigs this year, already. But personally, it's, is it worth it? Is it worth the time? Is it worth the favor? Is it worth, you know, kicking it with the homies for a hundred bucks, like or two hundred or three, like you know, depending on the situation. Like sometimes it's not, yeah. and and holding out and the power of saying no, like can help 
your brand value just go up. Go up. Absolutely. Right? I agree so, with you 100%. On and that. I think what just essentially what has to happen is, look, if you're giving somebody 20%, they owe you a med- at least one meeting a week, if not two, right? Because you guys have a goal. A lot of DJs sleep in. There's plenty of time to hold those meetings yeah. and figure that shit out. Yeah. Just contribute to investing yourself. Sometimes that requires money. If you're not investing it into the the agency, then, you know, the, the I remember actually now it's coming back to me. When we used to have, so, okay, we used to have Project Spin Artists. Ro was one of the members mm-hmm. at the time. We had tons of great guys, Jay Espinoza, uh, Chris Villa, Conrad, all before, you know, everybody kind of took off in their own lanes. And part of that contract, I remember, we would take 20%. But 10% was promised and committed to go into the brand development of the artist. So, like, we, would, we wouldn't just take it to take it. We would take it to reuse it in, in, the, in the future. Now, and you, But you guys didn't rely on that to live off of? No, we okay. never did. Gotcha. Because it was myself and um, Adam, uh-huh. our good friend Adam, um, who to this day, you know, hands out gigs here and there to, to whoever he can when it makes sense. And... Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you know, the vision was to grow and not just take, but build, right? right? We understood the long play because we were going up against, at the time, it was cool to be on an agency. Right. Yeah. I don't think that factor is there so much now. Right. No. I think the power of social media, you being able to DM somebody, all those things kind of like has shifted. But um, but yeah, it, it wasn't our, our full-time situation, but we wanted it to be. And, right. um, you know, ultimately... You know, things you you grow, everybody grows, and visions don't quite come as as clear when you have enough team. So that's ultimately where where we went down, um, and decided not to continue. But um, but I think it's one of those things where you just gotta you gotta have a line of communication with the agency, yeah, no matter what, and understand each other's goals. And if you can't meet them, you can't meet them, and you know you go separate ways. Welcome. Well, here's a funny thing with, with one of those agencies, I was talking to them every week. And at, after so many weeks of every week talking about how shit. are we doing? He was just like, bro, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm like, well, why? Are we why? Yeah. Thing? Like, like, you know, so, but what like, were you doing between the last conversation and the, that conversation? Networking. <laughs> and then what would you bring? Building? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what was exactly going on. I was sitting at home with nothing to do but music, or I mean, I wasn't producing at the time. What was I? No, I don't think I was producing at the time. You didn't do shit. No, just but, but, I, but I was doing whatever I had to do, research and whatnot. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, but um, no, like, again, you know, we, we, a part of the, a big reason of this podcast is to be informative and to school and educate as much as we can and give you an unfiltered opinion about it. I think this talk with agencies, hopefully it helps. I think it will help a lot of DJs going into it. I've had this talk with a few friends who wanted to get on a roster and I wasn't trying to um, get, you know, I wasn't trying to kill their dreams, but I also was, didn't want, you know, I also wanted to inform them yeah. and they thought, you know what, I'm good on like, I'm good because, you know, I mean, honestly, get yourself a homie paying 50 bucks to take a call for you and then set everything else. Up. Exactly. Like, you just really need a point, point of contact. Like, these days, like, yeah, you're doing a great job as an independent. You're independent. Like, I'm, I mean, I, I am actually working with your old manager, Ian, Ian yeah. Fletcher, who's uh, been helping me out, but he's helping me out with, you know, those 
the different goals, right? And those mm-hmm. are a little different than the things that I have within my reach that, you know, it's like, yeah, there's right. still people who I can text or call and be like, hey, I have a birthday coming up or hey, uh, I have an anniversary for the store coming up or when I want to do something cool like you know i do have that access but to get to the other things that i would like to do you know i felt like ian is a great fit for that and right. to do, intru- introduce those doors um right. to to my brand uh-huh. and so um he's doing a great job of that which you know when the time is right well, i'll announce but other than that i think um you kind you know, of just did announce it. a little bit what up, you man? heard it here first make <laughs> these podcasts <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's some dope shit in the works, is all I'm saying. So yeah. I'm I'm really excited for that shit, and um, I think ultimately, yeah, you could just gotta have a line of communication and um, yeah, you know, be straight. Well, shit, man, that uh, that wraps it us uh, for us. We're here way yeah. over time. Yes, sir. Any anyway, a good conversation. Yeah, great conversation. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in for episode dos, dos. Mm-hmm. episode two, and uh. We'll catch up with you guys on the next one. Yes, sir. Who, who's she? You mute her? No. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close with that. Get off my phone. Oh, man. <laughs>